Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, not guilty on all counts. The jury reaches a verdict in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse after more than 24 hours of deliberation. Not guilty. The emotion in the courtroom as the teenager who shot three people at a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, avoids life in prison and walks free. The reaction tonight... The breaking news, the CDC greenlights boosters for all adults. Plus, why it's so dangerous that pregnant women are still one of the highest groups of unvaccinated Americans. President Biden's health update. The president undergoes a physical the day before his 79th birthday. And the history made when he transferred power to Vice President Kamala Harris. Plus, instead of getting basted, these two turkeys are getting boosted. The turkey pardoning tradition. Wait until you hear the name of these two lucky birds. Thanksgiving travel trouble? The new details on that powerful storm and what it means for your holiday. A win for President Biden. The bill back better bill is passed. What's in the bill as it heads to the Senate for an uphill battle? Texas cancer cluster? Why are childhood leukemia rates in this Houston neighborhood nearly five times the state average? And what's being done to fix the problem? And on the road with the story of a nine-year-old who stole the show at his sister's wedding. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with new reaction tonight to the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. A jury in Wisconsin today found the 18-year-old from Illinois not guilty on all charges. Rittenhouse shot and killed two protesters and wounded a third in August of 2020. And this trial has sparked debate across the country about gun rights and self-defense. 
Rittenhouse brought a semi-automatic rifle and a medical kit to the protest, saying that he wanted to protect businesses when violence erupted over the police shooting of a black man who was left paralyzed. Rittenhouse's case garnered national attention, dividing Americans over whether he was doing the right thing or acting as a reckless vigilante. CBS's Nancy Chen has covered the trial gavel to gavel and leads off our coverage from Kenosha. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening to you, Nora. 500 National Guard troops remain on standby tonight outside the city of Kenosha. But while there have been demonstrations so far, there's been no signs of unrest. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Kyle Rittenhouse cried, collapsing onto the table after jurors found the 18-year-old not guilty on all charges. Not guilty. Overcome with emotion, Rittenhouse needed help getting back to his chair. Charges against the defendant on all counts are dismissed with prejudice. The teen was facing five felony counts, including first-degree intentional homicide, which carried a life sentence. Rittenhouse's attorney, Mark Richards, was asked how Rittenhouse felt leaving the courthouse a free man. A huge sense of relief for what the jury did to him today. Um, He wishes none of this would have ever happened. A pivotal point in the trial was the day Rittenhouse took the stand and broke down during questioning. When we prepared Kyle and we worked on his testimony, there were things we couldn't talk about in my office because it got too emotional and he couldn't handle it. He's in, you know, counseling for PTSD. The trial garnered attention nationwide. President Biden said he understood the verdict would leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, including himself. Well, look, I stand by what the jury has concluded. The jury system works and we have to abide by it. The jury of seven women and five men deliberated for about 26 hours. They believed Rittenhouse's claims that he acted in self-defense when he killed two men and wounded a third during unrest in Kenosha last year. I didn't do anything wrong. I defended myself. During eight days of testimony, prosecutors tried to portray Rittenhouse as an instigator, armed with an AR-15-style weapon who provoked the shootings. No justice! No peace! Outside the courthouse, friends and family members of the victims called the verdict unjust. I am heartbroken. Susan Hughes is the great aunt of Anthony Huber, the second man killed by Rittenhouse. Do you think this was a fair verdict? I think they tried. I, I, I like the fact that there must have been someone fighting for us because it wouldn't have taken them that long. As for what's next, Rittenhouse's attorney says he will likely move out of this area over safety concerns and that he wants to become a nurse. Nora. Nancy Chen, thank you for all your coverage. And tonight with the CDC director just signing off on boosters for all adults, Americans 18 and older can now get that additional dose of either Pfizer or Moderna. More than 32 million Americans have already had a booster shot, and now those numbers are expected to shoot up as Americans look to boost their immunity heading into the holidays. We get more now from CBS's David Begno. After all of the mixed messaging on booster shots, tonight the FDA and the CDC are being very clear. There's no more ambiguity. No more people going to try and figure out what category do I fit in or not. If you're 18 or older and you've been primarily vaccinated, Go get boosted. That's happening just as winter-like temperatures are arriving in the Midwest, and with them, a COVID surge. Four Midwestern states have the highest rates of new COVID cases, 
Michigan is on top. Here, cases rose 86% compared to just a week ago. Michigan is now seeing its largest influx of cases since the pandemic began. Dr. David Donaldson is on the front lines. This is a perfect storm. This surge in terms of what we're seeing and the stress we're under, um, there are staff shortages. Um, there's low vaccination rates in some of the surrounding counties. Nationwide, some of the lowest vaccination rates are among pregnant women. Only 35% of them are fully vaccinated. Two new studies reveal the risk of not getting immunized. One shows that among women, the risk of death is more than three times higher in COVID-positive pregnant women. Another study shows the risk of stillbirths increased by 90%. Back here in Michigan, meet 73-year-old Twilla Harrelson. She is fully vaccinated and got the booster, but COVID nearly killed her. Those shots, though, may have kept her alive. She had a kidney transplant, and so she's on medication that suppresses her immune system. If you're not vaccinated, I'll tell you flat out you're a fool because that's the worst thing that you can do is get out and spread this disease. It's a killing disease, and I've come close to it, mighty close. One more thing before we go. The U.S. Army is ready to crack down on soldiers who aren't vaccinated. From now on, you won't be able to get promoted, you won't get your bonus, and they will not allow you to re-enlist unless you get the vaccine or you get the exemption. And nor this applies not only to active duty soldiers, but to the National Guard, too. Yeah, significant development. David Begno, thank you. While President Biden underwent a routine medical screening today, there was an historic, albeit brief, transfer of power with Vice President Kamala Harris becoming the first woman to temporarily hold presidential powers. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House. And hi there, Nancy. I understand you just got a readout about the president's visit. We did, Nora, and it is quite detailed. It's about six pages long. The president appears to have been seen by a team of specialists today. And their report highlights two changes to the president's health since his last checkup. First, the report notes, as many observers have, that the president has experienced increasing frequency and severity of throat clearing and coughing during speaking engagements. The medical team concluded that acid reflux is the cause and recommended that he continue taking an over-the-counter acid blocker. Second, the report notes that the president's ambulatory gait, his walk, is stiffer and less fluid than it was a year or so ago. Or so ago. The team chalked that up to significant spinal arthritis and a foot fracture last year, as well as some mild dysfunction of the nerves in his feet. All told, the president spent more than five hours at Walter Reed Medical Center today. For 85 minutes, while he was anesthetized for his colonoscopy, Vice President Kamala Harris became the first female acting president in U.S. history. When he got back, President Biden told us he felt great, and he went on to carry out the traditional pardoning of Thanksgiving turkeys, in this case two turkeys named peanut butter and jelly. Uh, bottom line here, Nora, the doctor's conclusion was that he remains a healthy, vigorous 78-year-old male who incidentally turns 79 tomorrow. I'm surprised they didn't name those turkeys Pfizer and Moderna. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. All right. Saturday not only marks the president's 79th birthday, but also exactly 10 months since his inauguration. And tonight, the president and fellow Democrats are celebrating a hard-fought victory in the House for his Build Back Better plan, which he unveiled before taking office. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has an update. The Build Back Better bill is passed. Cheers and celebration on the House floor. 
After months of infighting, House Democrats advanced the president's $1.75 trillion social spending package that includes expanded Medicare, prescription drug pricing reform, universal pre-K, and hundreds of billions of dollars to fight climate change. Are you confident that that the biggest hurdles on this bill are, are in, are in yeah. your rearview mirror? Yes. This bill is monumental. It's historic. It's transformative. It's bigger than anything we've ever done. I have absolutely no doubt. We, the biggest hurdle was to get the bill there. But getting there hit a last-minute snag last night, thanks to Republican Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy setting a record for the longest floor speech in House history, a rambling eight-and-a-half-hour McCarthy marathon. Today, I got my booster shot. More people in America thought Elvis was alive than the stimulus created a job. I ask you a question. Did you get to take a bathroom break? And I didn't. Only one Democrat voted against the bill, but the hard-fought legislative win now faces an uncertain fate in the Senate. Paid family leave and immigration reform are on the chopping block, and an effort to lift the cap for deducting state and local taxes could see changes, too. Are you confident that when the Senate changes this bill, it will get through the House a second time? We have to. I'm hopeful. I wouldn't say confident. I'm hopeful because the president gave us his word that he's going to do everything he can to make sure the bill stays where it is. Speaker Pelosi told us the president called her after the vote to offer his congratulations. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer pledged to have the Senate pass the bill as quickly as possible. He is hoping to do it by the end of the year. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Millions of Americans are nervously watching the weather, hoping it won't make a mess of next week's Thanksgiving getaway. CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now with the forecast. All right, Lonnie, everybody knows how's it look, wants to know how's it looking. Okay, I feel pretty good about things, but it all hinges on just a bunch of clouds in the northwest. And let's go to the radar picture. I want to show you what I'm talking about. It's not going to look very impressive. That's it. A little shower here or there but it's going to get its act in gear, and it's going to push to the east. And by the time it gets to Sunday at 5 p.m., it's into the Midwest. It's putting rain anywhere from, say, Pittsburgh down into Houston. It keeps pushing east, and by noon on Monday, this would be a problem if this is the big uh, travel day. But it's Monday, and if this is your day to travel, I want you to give yourself some extra time. Rain up and down the I-95 corridor, and then it sort of pushes east of the area. Everything's pretty calm up there until, okay, say, you get to Wednesday, excuse me, you get to Wednesday night, okay, before Thanksgiving, yeah, there's some rain down around the Gulf Coast and pushing up towards Lexington, Kentucky. But it's just that it's rain, all right? It's going to be coupled with real cold air. Look at these temperatures on Tuesday. Temperatures are, you know, as far down south as Atlanta, Georgia. You're looking at a temperature reading of 29 degrees. Uh, I, I mean... This is a, uh, it's a pretty powerful storm, but the timing looks to be working in our favor. So that's the way we see it. If the timing changes, Nora, I'll be the first to let you know. But as of right now, I feel more optimistic than pessimistic. Good. I don't want any rain to ruin our touch football game. Thanks, Lonnie. Okay. All right. There is new hope tonight for residents of an underserved Houston neighborhood in the shadow of the city's skyline, where Texas health officials say cases of childhood leukemia are nearly five times the state's average. As CBS's Janet Shamlin reports, the EPA chief is promising help. The anguish is deep for LaTanya Payne, whose 13-year-old Corinthian died from leukemia in July. He just wanted to make sure that the doctors did everything they could to try to save his life. Till the very last breath, he fought. And he fought. Payne lives in Houston's Fifth Ward, a low-income, predominantly African-American community near downtown. The neighborhood is near a Union Pacific rail yard contaminated with the chemical creosote, a likely human carcinogen. There's no confirmed link yet, but you're convinced of it? 
Yes. I truly believe that the Union Pacific Railroad is responsible for Corinthians leukemia. Payne is among more than a thousand who have filed suits against the freight rail company for illnesses they say came from their properties and groundwater contaminated by creosote. Union Pacific has said the chemical has been contained underground. In response to Payne's suit, the company says it will review and respond accordingly. As we walk these streets, these abandoned houses, it was life in these houses. All of them died from cancer. Sandra Edwards says more than a dozen people have died of cancer on her street, including her dad. We've been fighting this three, four and five years, and nobody has came over, but everybody want to come and see what's going on, but nothing has been done. EPA Administrator Michael Regan is the latest, touring the Fifth Ward today. Is there anything concrete do you think you can offer them? We have a sense of urgency in cleaning up this mess. I don't believe that we have been aggressive enough in terms of state and federal reaction. The people who live near the site agree with that, including Latanya Payne, who hopes something will be gained from this meeting as her heart aches for what's lost. What has it been like living without him? Every day is hard, honestly. We are all struggling with having to live without him. The chemical hasn't been used for decades here, but the EPA says it's believed to have seeped into the soil, forming an underground plume, impacting as many as 100 neighborhood homes. Nora? Such an important story, Janet Shamlian. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Thank you. Austria today announced a new lockdown as COVID cases surge in Europe. Restaurants and most stores will close for at least 10 days starting Monday. People will only be able to leave home for essentials. Austria plans to mandate vaccines for everyone in February. The country actually has one of the lowest COVID vaccination rates in Europe, but also has a higher percentage of fully vaccinated citizens than we do right here in America. All right. The November full moon put on a spectacular show overnight. This is how the partial lunar eclipse looked here in the nation's capital, high above the Washington Monument. It was visible across the country and in much of the world. The eclipse lasted three and a half hours. That's the longest in nearly 600 years. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, we raise our glasses and salute a bride and groom and the blessings of a little brother. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Troy and Katie Hudson of Denver, Colorado, say their wedding was going just as they planned. Until the reception. 
when a member of the wedding party stole the show. So it wasn't something that we were necessarily prepared emotionally to hear. He's just like, I'm doing what I want to do. Here we go. And he's passionate. He's also nine. I wasn't planning on making a speech for her, Katie. But I did it. I let it out. And I can't pause it. In a minute, what Katie's little brother had to say. But first, what led him to this moment? She's just the best sister I can ask for. No one can compare. You try one of these. Gus is actually Katie's half-brother. They're separated by nearly two decades, yet close as conjoined. Which is why, when Katie got engaged, Gus says his feelings got complicated. I was worried that she would not spend as much time with me as she used to. So it was really stressful in that way because I didn't want to lose her. Fortunately, Gus says there's just something about a wedding ceremony. It's just like, kind of like magic. And most of my worries about them just kind of went away. Which brings us back to the reception. And I am so happy that you guys got married today. And I know I might seem a little sad up here, but these are tears of joy. (laughs) Katie, I love you so much and I'm so happy you gave me a (laughs) brother-in-law. As the holidays approach and far-off relatives begin to trickle in, Gus says his story should be a reminder to you to never let the word extended cloud the word family. Don't let that separate you because you deep down love them and they deep down love you. Toastworthy advice. Oh, my God. Steve Hartman, CBS News, On the Road. And never miss the opportunity to tell someone how much. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. You'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. You love them. Coming up Monday on the CBS Evening News, we go for a run with Girls on the Run, a nationwide program that empowers girls far beyond the finish line. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. Have a great weekend and good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. 
Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>